Hello, and welcome to Real Talk with David and Jeff. I'm David. And I'm Jeff. And welcome to the show. This is our uh, our side show where we talk everything about reality TV. Of course, uh, if you know us, you know that we have a Survivor podcast, uh, what we do every week. Uh, this past week, we talked with Adam Pock from Big Brother 13 about Survivor. That was a lot of fun. Um, I... I greatly enjoyed talking with him. I know Jeff now has a little bit of bitter feelings, but uh, but you should definitely check it out. There's an uh, epic Big Brother Survivor co- trivia competition versus Jeff and Adam. Yes, it was it was rough, but you know I think David cheated. So I cheated. Mm-hmm. How did I cheat, Jeff? You did the challenge that he had already won. He didn't even remember that he won it though. <laughs> He's like, oh, wait, yeah, that is my challenge. <laughs> so uh, I think it was fair. Fair. But, uh, yeah, this week um, we are supposed to be talking with the one and only Billy Garcia, so stay tuned for that. I always enjoy talking with Billy. I'm sure he has a lot to say as well. Billy always has a lot to say, but he's a lot of fun, and he's always a good sport, and I really enjoy talking to him. Yep, absolutely. So... Um, but we don't talk a lot of Survivor here on this show just because we have the other podcasts. We're mainly talking about other reality television. And the uh, the main other show that Jeff and I are watching right now is The Amazing Race. We had Opposite Worlds, if you remember, and King of the Nerds, but now they're both over, Jeff. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm in a reality TV black hole. Yeah, all we have is Survivor Amazing Race. But... Uh, it's enough. Let's uh, let's talk about the amazing race. Some. What did you let's think this, this past? Uh, I guess two episodes because we didn't really talk about it that much. Uh, the last real talk either. Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed uh, the episode prior to the last one, that one that had the bar challenge. Um, I thought that was a really good episode and it had a lot of drama and a great ending. This last episode, though, there wasn't any suspense. Yeah, um, you sort of lose the suspense when one team is like a half a day behind everyone else. Right. And they so far behind that they didn't even show them completing the roadblock. Well, that's be, you know the reason why they didn't show is because they didn't actually do it. They didn't actually do the detour or the roadblock. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Margie was saying in the interviews, yeah, that they they were able to go to every single location, but they weren't able to do the tasks. Just because, you know, the people who are running it, are, you know... <laughs> Don't want to stay there for 18 hours. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so that would be a little disappointing, but they were at least excited that they actually got to go and see the different places in Sri Lanka and not just, you know, Jeff meet them at the airport. Yeah. That's that is interesting. I I didn't even think that that would be what they did, but that makes sense. Yeah, I thought they would let them do it, but yeah, you know, it makes sense for every every other person that has to do something else and not just wait around for eighteen hours. Right. But uh, yeah, it was a little anticlimactic. But I actually I liked the challenges a lot. This uh, this past episode, I thought. The sewing one, it maybe it wasn't even so much the 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 challenge itself, but just everyone 
I was I was just laughing my butt off through with yeah, everyone. It, that, but, so. I don't know what it is about this season, but for some reason, it seems like the roadblocks this season have been really difficult. Well, some of them have. I mean, or, sorry, just the cha- I mean, the challenges in general. I, I guess because the bar one was a detour. Yeah, I think now they're starting to like the premiere where all they had to do was f- do five flips in the air. Right, that was sort of easy. I mean, so I think now, thankfully, they're escalating, which is which is good. But but yeah, yeah. But they both. Ha- I mean, I thought the detour. If I were to look at the two challenges, I would have thought the detour would have taken a lot longer than the. A roadblock, but apparently I was wrong. And I'm really angry that Flight Time and Big Easy can just never finish above fifth place, apparently. <laughs> you know, slow and steady wins the race, Jeff. That's true. They did. I mean, they got second once by doing yeah. that. And fourth the other time. So, I mean, uh, they could still they could still pull out a W. I think, I think some other teams need to have, like, huge bad luck <laughs> in order for them to, to go. You I know... Mean, and that's what it seems like the Amazing Race has always been. Which team can just hold off having a bad situation happen? Mm-hmm. I mean, very few times is the elimination a close race. I mean, it has been before. Very too few times is it a close race. It's usually, you know, someone's at least half an hour, an hour behind because they make some mistake. So yeah. if Flight Time and Big Easy can just keep not losing, I think they'll do well in the final. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, I was excited for this past episode because they actually got to choose their own flights. Like it wasn't, you know, you have these two flights predetermined for you that you must get on, which has been the the whole race so far besides this one. So I hope that's something they continue. I, I like it when... You know, they have the whole world as their gambit, and how are they going to get to this one place? I think that's interesting to see. I agree. Not- and I think had Rachel and Brendan not been able to get on the Singapore flight, they could have the they could have at least edited the episode to make it a lot more suspenseful. Well, yeah, even between, because then those two would have been on the same flight. It would have been... Uh, I mean, if Rachel and Brennan, Brennan had gotten on the flight to Singapore but then hadn't been able to get from Singapore to uh, wherever they were going, I'd be like, because then they could have at least edited the, it, edited the episode to make it look like Margie and Luke and Brennan and Rachel were close, even if they weren't actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they ended up getting there first. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, and detour I thought was cool. Um, I mean, fishing is sort of uneventful, especially if you don't catch a fish. But uh, I thought the the spinning plates was a a neat uh, detour challenge. Yeah, it was interesting. I thought the fi- I would have never picked the fish just because you never know. Like with the spinning plates, there's a skill curve, and you can get better at it, and you can control your own fate. With fishing, it's just like, well, hope a fish bites soon. See, I would have chose fishing just because, I mean, looking at all those people, they're obviously fishing in that area for a reason. I think it would be, I would have done it rather than relying on this skill that I probably wouldn't have. Um, But what I would have done is, like, if I'm sitting on that pole and it's not doing anything, I would have switched poles before I would have just, you know, given up the task. Like, maybe if you're in a different location, a different pole, you know, that area 
the fish go to more, you know. That's fair. That's I, I, I wouldn't have thought about, like, the meta, why are these people fishing here? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all in all, yeah, very anticlimactic as far as who is going home. Frankly, I was okay seeing, uh, seeing her go home. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've never... I was never the biggest Margie and Luke fan, so... Yeah, I mean... If it's between them and Brendan and Rachel, I'm I'm happy with Brendan and Rachel staying in the race for a little bit longer just because uh, they're inter- more entertaining for me. So I agree. But, um, Jeff, why don't you talk about... We had a little... Uh, we had a little brain lapse the past real talk about our amazing race knowledge, and we sort of got called out on it, Jeff. you want to explain that? Yeah, well, during our last uh, real talk, we were doing Battle of the Seasons, and we had to, at one point, compare Amazing Race Season 5 with Amazing Race Season 7, I believe. Were th- no, Amazing Race Season 5 with 3? It was 3 and 7, yes. 3 and 7. Okay. Wow. Anyway. Um, You're having we, a brain lapse on what we talked about. Even. On what our brain lapse was, yes. Anyway, so we were comparing Amazing Race 3 versus Amazing Race 7, and we were unable to recall when certain twists were introduced to the game. For example, the yield. Also, the uh, remo- like removing all of your possessions if you come in last in a non-elimination leg versus just removing... Well, we didn't really talk about the yield. We just talked about the non-elimination penalties, and we were trying to figure out when exactly those were instilled. So anyway, we're idiots. And (laughs) a few days ago, we received a message from Logan Sanders, uh, who writes one of the more prolific uh, Amazing Race blogs asking if he could make fun of us on his blog. So, of course, we said yes. 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 So, uh, check out his blog if you want to see uh, our screenshots in a uh, in a joke that makes us look stupid. So. Yeah. You know, I, I think we do such a good job of it ourselves, it wasn't really hard for Logan to make us look stupid. Yeah. Well, and for me, you know... It's sort of like Survivor, like I'm able to retain everything, but with Amazing Race, as years go by, it sort of slips. You know, I remember certain details and vivid things. For the most part, if you tell me a, a team, I could probably tell you what season they're on. But all the details of what twists are where, it does sort of, you know, after the years, it sort of blends together for me. Yeah. I agree. I also feel like on the on Survivor, we get to know people a lot better, so it's a lot be- easier to remember people on Survivor than it is on The Amazing Race, even early boots and things like that. So I can, for example, remember that Gary was the first person to ever play a hidden immunity idol, and I attached that particular twist to him, which means I know it was in Survivor Guatemala. Whereas in The Amazing Race, I really only remember the top couple of teams uh, for each season that I've seen, so it's a little bit harder to attach twists to it. Gotcha. Yeah, so uh, we apologize to all the Amazing Race super fans. We are not claiming to be one of you, <laughs> but we are both big fans of the show. I've, I've watched since the beginning. I greatly enjoy it. 
but yeah, for some reason, it doesn't quite... I guess my brain can only handle one super obsessive show, and that's Survivor for me. But it uh, does not mean that I don't enjoy Amazing Race, because I do. But uh, yeah, so maybe, maybe when we're talking and reminiscing about previous seasons, maybe we should have like an Amazing Race expert on here with us. Maybe we should get Logan or something so, so we have someone to uh, fact check, to, check us. Yes, um, I'm, unfortunately, that's probably necessary. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, did you have anything else about Amazing Race? Uh, nothing else about Amazing Race, but we do have some exciting news about another reality TV show. Well, why don't you, uh, let's move on to our uh, future section. What is coming up in the world of reality television, Jeff? Yes, well, there was a tentative cast released for the Celebrity Apprentice that will be coming up. Um, I believe this will be the Celebrity Apprentice 7. Is that correct? Or 6? I think so. Yeah. And uh, so obviously we just ended Celebrity Apprentice All-Stars and everyone was horribly upset with the um, with the results because they were terrible and Penn Gillette should have won. But uh, the Celebrity Apprentice is back and is coming back, and there has been a potential cast list um, released. This is not confirmed. Uh, these are just names that someone has said is on The Celebrity Apprentice. Um, we tend to believe them, but we could be 100% wrong. So Yeah. Now I need to find the picture so I can list off the cast. It's not on Wikipedia anymore. It was taken down. Um. Yeah, I think I have the list here. First of all, oh, we have two Real Housewives. Yes, because what would... I mean, the Real Housewives in the past have given us so much, so why not bring two? Yeah, I mean, I don't watch any of the Real Housewives shows, so I'm not entirely <coughs> excuse me, certain of who these people are, but uh, if they're anything like NeNe Link, leaks, it should be quite interesting. Yes. Um, so, I guess I can just go down the list. David, if you've heard of the person, we can talk about them. Um, I have not heard of a lot of these people. So, um, Jamie Anderson, who's a snowboarder. Do you know Jamie Anderson, who's a snowboarder? What list do you have? I don't even have her on the list. I'm looking at the list that uh, someone posted on OTV. What list are you looking at? I am at U.S. Magazine. Uh-oh. There's two potential lists. Would you send me the link to that one, and then we can maybe uh, do a little comparison of lists here? Well, I think for most part they're the same, but maybe you just have someone else. I don't think... Uh, let's get back to that person. Let's go with uh, Geraldo Rivera. Do you have that one? I do have Geraldo Rivera on my list. Now, are you familiar with him at all? I I, have, I do know Geraldo Rivera. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. I like his mustache. I mean, he. And that's all I like, all I like about him. <laughs> I mean, I don't see him getting very crazy, but right. I could see him being an actual legit person to win. Absolutely. Obviously, he's very articulate and well spoken because he's a journalist and he's on TV a lot. So I think that'll prove well, serve him well in the boardroom. Yeah. Yeah. 
we also have a Cosby Show uh, person, Keisha Knight Pullman. I have Keisha Knight Pulliam on mine as well. Now, uh, she's done quite a few reality shows. So She was uh, on The Celebrity Mole, wasn't she? She was or on Celebrity Mole. She was also on a Celebrity Fear Factor with, I was just about to see. with your favorite, Penn Jillette. Yes. They were on the same episode. I she, do remember that. She's an actress. She she can uh, she can bring it for the camera. She's got some spunk to her, so I don't mind seeing her on this list. No, I like her a lot. Um, now, sorry, go ahead. Let's go with some of the biggest names. Uh, Ludacris. Ludacris is not on my list. He's not on your. Yeah, that one I've heard from a couple sources is that uh, Ludacris is going to be on The Apprentice. It's possible that he's on my list, except his name is actually what his name is or something. Gotcha. There's some people whose names I haven't seen, but uh, that's an interesting addition. Yeah, I think he could bring some uh, shows. I like Lil Jon. I, I'm, I'm partial to rappers on Celebrity Apprentice, so uh, I think he, he could bring uh, some good quality feedback. Again, he's not a crazy person, but uh, he'll do. Absolutely. Another, uh, at least used to be a pretty big name, Vivica A. Fox. Yep, I have her on my list as well. Your thoughts on I Vivica? Don't, I don't know enough about her personality to really uh, kind of judge how she'll do on The Celebrity Apprentice, but she's got some star power, and so I don't think that actually bodes too well for her. I think people who are usually really famous don't do so well on The Celebrity Apprentice. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen her that much outside of her acting roles. So, but I think she could definitely hold her own in a boardroom. I see her being pretty fierce. Absolutely. Now we have a uh, famous gymnast Sean Johnson. I am a fan of Sean Johnson. Um, I like. I actually, her season is one of the only seasons of Dancing with the Stars that I watched. She won. Um, I didn't watch the whole season. What? Didn't she win? She did win. Yeah, she could um, be a two-reality TV show winner. Right. Um, I also liked her during the Olympics. I had a little bit of a crush on her when I was younger. So mm -hmm. I'm, I, And she also lives, like, I think less than a couple hours away from me. So representing oh. the Midwest. There you go. Or at least she did when she was younger. Yeah. I don't know if she's still... Obviously, she probably lives on one of the coasts. She's one of, sort of, those, one of those nice, just welcoming people that you really want to root for. I don't know if she's as ruthless as she needs to be. Right. No, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. But, uh, let's see. Who else we got? Lorenzo Lamas. I'm excited. I love Lorenzo Lamas. I loved him on Joe Schmo. I, that's the only thing I've ever seen him on, but I loved him. Yeah, he's he was a pretty big action actor back in the day. Uh, I he was on the most recent cast of uh, the Joe Schmo show, playing a <laughs> exaggerated version of himself, and I found him really hilarious on that. So if he can bring some humor uh, to this, uh, I also think he could be really good at the task too. I don't I don't think he's actually as crazy as he was portrayed <laughs> on Joe Schmo show. So, uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing missing from the season is, is some crazy people. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Although my list has someone who I think is pretty crazy. Does your list have Gilbert Gottfried? It does not, no. My list has Gilbert Gottfried. My list also has Sig Hansen, who's the guy from Deadliest Catch. Huh. Yeah, um, I don't have either of those. My, yeah, my list is quite a bit longer than yours, I think. I also have Terrell Owens. Really? Yes. Um, Kate Gosselin. Yes, I have Kate Gosselin. Let's talk about... She could bring some crazy. She could be a little... She can be intense, at least. A yeah. Absolutely, and obviously uh, she's had a pretty rough couple of years, so I think that may have, um, I don't know, prepared her for some of the things she may see in the boardroom. Yeah. Yeah, where's this list you have, Jeff? It's posted in an off-topic beach. Off-topic beach? Yeah, or it's like the POS off-topic. But if you're not in it, you can't, I don't know. Oh, in Facebook? Um, but yeah. anyway. I also I have Kevin, I also have Kevin Jonas. Because of, on your list, because I, I'm looking at like five or six different news articles, and all of them pretty much have the same people. Hmm. Perhaps my lit, someone like posted the real people and then also just added in some people. Yeah, you know? or just some light rumored people. Right. Like, uh, I think the people that we both have are almost confirmed to be on right. it, and uh, the other people maybe are the people they're still trying to get. Do you have uh, Gabriel Reese? No. That's someone I have. I don't know exactly who that is. Me either. So I'm going to look it up quick. Gabriel Reese is an American professional volleyball player, sports announcer, and fashion model and actress. Ah, they had to have the model. But at least she she's like an athlete-turned-model. Are those better than just straight models? You would think so, wouldn't you? They're like, we need an athlete, we need a model, let's get let's get a two-in-one. That's fair. Her, her and Sean can bond. Is Sean a model? No, she's an athlete, but... Alright, I also have Ian Zaring. Do you have him? I do have Ian Zaring, but I have no idea who that is. Ian Zaring is an actor, best known for Beverly Hills, 90210. He was also on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, he did not win, though. He seems to be kind of the... I just looked him up. The male eye candy of the season. Yeah, maybe the little, uh, the hunkier guy. Like, it may, like if uh, Gilbert Gottfried and... Um, Sig Hansen really are on this season. They're going to need some male looks. Yeah. Ian made it to the semifinal round of season four and received perfect scores from the judges, but it wasn't enough to reach the finals. So he's eliminated in this, right before the finals of Dancing with the Stars. Wait, he got perfect scores and still got eliminated? In one of his two dances, it says. Oh, okay. His other one must have really been bad. 
either that or just America didn't like him as much. Oh, he was also in the uh, failed reality show. Where was that? I thought I saw it. The failed what? Never mind. I misread. Ignore that. I thought he was in another uh, reality show, but it turns out he wasn't. Fun fact, though, he uh, reported that Zeering had auditioned for the opportunity to succeed Bob Barker as the host of The Price is Right, but ultimately the job went to Drew Carey. Hmm. When you get bummed for Drew Carey, you know your career's going downhill. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, here we go. In May 2013, it was announced that Zeering would perf be performing with Chippendales as a celebrity guest star for four weeks. Fun. Good for him. So, that's, uh, that's Ian Zeering for you. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have on my list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I only have eleven people. How many do you have? Oh, mine's quite a bit larger, I think. Let me look here. Oh, no. I went away from it. Um, I think it was closer to fifteen. Uh. So the people you had that I didn't were Terrell Owens. One, two, three. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Mine has sixteen people. Sixteen. Which Rarely is, do they have an apprentice cast that big even. Now how big just, were the last couple apprentices? 14-ish. It's usually been harder to get a full 16 cast. But who are who are the people that you had that I didn't again? Um, I had Jamie Anderson. Oh, I have Johnny Damon, baseball player. Johnny Damon. Lisa Gibbons. Lisa Gibbons. That name sounds familiar. It says she's a TV host. I have someone named Brandy Glanville, who's li labeled as a reality TV star. That's one of the housewives. Oh, okay. And then Kate Goslin, Gilbert Gottfried, Sig Hansen, Kevin Jonas, um, Kenya Moore, who's also listed as a rea reality TV show. That's the other one. The other housewife. Terrell Owens, and then, yeah, that's it for what I have that you don't. So you have seven that I don't have. <laughs> yeah. But I had one that you didn't. Yeah. So these names, I think, are a little bit more speculative. Especially if this is coming off a Facebook post and not... And mine are coming off multiple news sources. But <laughs> You're like, well, mine are coming off of multiple news sources, even though you're yeah. just... Uh -huh. okay. Just saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Dun, dun, dun. But, uh, yeah, so that's the supposed cast. As soon as we learn more, we'll let you guys know. We will. Let's talk about a previous reality show then, Jeff. Okay. Let's talk about one. This one was a uh, reality competition show that was from the makers of Fear Factors, how they sort of uh, promote it to begin with. 
But really? uh, it's the show Dog Eat Dog, if you've ever heard of it. Yes, and Dog Eat Dog was, I think, a really great show. Um, had some really clever challenges, I think, maybe more so than any of the other... It was kind of, in, like you said, it was produced by Fear Factor. It was kind of in that same vein in terms of a new group of six people um, doing kind of these crazy challenges. Um, it, it was fun. Yeah, so essentially uh, each week there were six new contestants. There'd be a challenge. They'd vote for who they thought would do the worst in it. They would go if they... Uh, if they won the challenge, then anyone who voted for them, they got to pick one of them to go to the dog pound. If they lost, then they would go to the dog pound. Once you got to two, the final two would compete in some sort of challenge. The winner uh, would stay and the loser would go to the dog pound. Then the final thing was then whoever was the last one standing uh, had categories of trivia, and he would assign that category to one of the people in the dog pound, one of the eliminated contestants and uh, they would have to answer the, the trivia question correctly. If the dog pound got three out of the five, they would split the $25,000, but if they got three out of the five wrong, then the last person standing would win all of the 25000 Right. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about what were some of the challenges that stood out to you, Jeff? Um, I remember one in particular, and you have to remember it's been... Oh, geez, probably 10 years since this show was on? Quite possibly, yeah. Um, the one that I remember really specifically, though, would be someone would be tied up by their legs in a pulley, and then they would be dropped into a pool, and they had to grab these rings that were in the pool, and they'd be, like, dropped and pulled back up immediately, and they had three chances and had to grab, like, five rings or something like that. Yeah. And that one looked really hard because you're falling from really high and you have to maintain your composure enough to uh, to still grab rings and things. That one was one that always stood out to me. Yeah, they've had some quite a good ones. I'm re-watching the first season now that's actually available on YouTube. If you uh, search Dog Eat Dog, you should be able to, to locate it. But uh, in the first season, one of the uh, they have this sort of... Uh, you're sort of using your body motion uh, momentum to sort of you have to do a complete rotation in this like pendulum like thing and you have to shift your body weight back and forth back and forth to keep this sort of swing going back and forth and get it to go all the way around and flip you upside down which was a, a pretty hard one actually but yeah they were also and they, had, they also had some that were a bit more I mean this show is probably PG-13. I remember one that they had that my mom actually walked in on while I was watching was called Strip Quarterback, where you had to throw a football through a big ring in the center of the stadium, and every time you missed, you had to take off an article of clothing. Yes, uh, the, actually going through the first season, they, did, they liked to, a lot of the strips. <laughs> there was strip yeah. darts, strip football... Strip Hangman. They just sort of <laughs> chose a random game and said, let's add Strip to it. Right. I also remember one time they had a professional pool player come in, and the challenge was you had to hit, like, five balls into the pool pockets in the same amount of time that he cleared two entire tables. Yes, I just recently watched that one. That really one was pretty cool. There's also one where they had, like, eight 
women, um, and you had to you had to determine which one was the only actual woman, and all the rest were males. Oh, really? I don't remember that one. Yeah. So <laughs> they each came up and talked a little bit, and then you had to figure out which one was the the actual female. So they they had a lot of different clever challenges. If you're looking at something uh, that you know you can watch one on and off, you don't necessarily need to you know watch them all or in order. Um, then this is a pretty good show. It's entertaining. If you're looking for some downtime, I would suggest watching some Dog Eat Dog. Now, David, I want to rewind a little bit because I just came upon some interesting information that I know will interest you. Okay. I'm simply throwing this out there. I'm not saying it means anything, and this is about a f potentially a future TV show, but the Facebook page for Who Done It recently changed their cover photo. Huh. Can you screen share it, Jeff? Um, I can. Let me see if I can hit figure out how to screen share. Capture screen share. So you can see here, 22 hours ago, Who Done It changed their cover photo to this, just another generic cover photo, but that means that the page is still active and so what was it before? Oh, I don't... Um, I'm not sure. I think it was something like this. Because I'm pretty sure that's the same logo as the first season. It's the same logo, but it's they, the fact that they changed the cover photo has made some people believe that they're thinking about the show and someone's still active on the Facebook page and potentially it could come back. Maybe. I hope so. That would be wonderful news. Speaking about another show that's coming back, we, uh, we can talk about this one too. Last Comic Standing is going to be returning this summer. Wow. Well, it's been a couple of years since that one was on the air. It's been, I think, four years, and this is like the third or fourth time they're bringing it back after they cancel it. <laughs> really? So, I yeah. watch, I've never watched a whole season of it, but I've watched some, and it's an, it's an enjoyable show. And I really love stand-up comedy. Yeah. I This is probably my favorite um, talent competition show. I love, I love comedy and uh, greatly enjoy it. So uh, they just announced who the uh, judges were, who the host was. So you ready? Yes. First judge of the new season, Roseanne Barr. Very good. I think she'll be a good judge. Yeah. I, I, don't th I think she's also uh, willing to be pretty frank with people. Yes. Next up, Keenan Ivory Wayans. I don't know him. He's one of the Wayans brothers. I'm sure you've heard of them. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. He's actually, I think he's the oldest one. And he's not <laughs> as, he's. I think he's more writer-director now. He's not as much of a, the star of, you know, actor. Whereas his brothers he, are more acting. He wasn't Keenan from Keenan and Kel, was he? No, no, that's Keenan Thompson. Keenan okay, Ivory Wayans. I wanted to, I wanted yeah. to. Make sure because if so, he uh, he's also he was in in Living Color if you remember that uh, variety or uh, sketch show. 
It ran in the 90s. It featured Jim Carrey, almost all of the Wayan brothers, and a, a few other people. So, Cool. All right. And last one is uh, an actual, you know, still does a lot of stand-up comedy, Russell Peters. I do know Russell Peters. I've not watched much of his comedy, but I do know him. Yep. He's going to be the third judge. Uh, and the host, I'm, I'm excited about the host. I think he's going to do a good job. The one, the only, J.B. Smooth. I don't know him. Uh, if you Google him and look at his picture, I'm sure you've probably seen him before. I think he's currently uh, one of the stars on The Millers that Cochran writes oh, for. Okay. But uh, he's, done a, he's done a lot of stuff. I'm a big fan of, uh, of J.B. Smooth. He's, he's pretty funny to me. So I... He, he, he just has a natural, vibrant personality, so I think he'll do a good job uh, as the host of the show. Cool. Well, that's a very, I'm very excited that that's coming back. It might inspire me to watch some old seasons. Yeah, good luck with that. I've been trying to find the old seasons, and all I can find is really clips of performances. So if you're able to find you know, the whole seasons, let me know, because I would love to go back and rewatch those as well. Or if any of our listeners have any links, let us know. Yeah. All right. Finally, let us do our mashup. On Real Talk, we like to take two shows and mash it up together. Uh, we don't have anything fully prepared, so we're going to be doing a little improv but we're going to take Celebrity Apprentice contestants of the past and put them as teams on The Amazing Race. Yes. So uh, any, uh, any teams just instantly pop in your head? The first one that pops into my head instantly is um, Audrey O'Day and Lisa Lampanelli. I think that's a really good girl-girl team, and we need a variety. I don't know if you can get much better than that that team. I think the other girl-girl team you may be able to, to claim is Annie Duke and Brandy Roderick. They sort of had a, uh, a good famous pairing there as well. And, well, I would, the other one that I was thinking would be Melissa and Joan Rivers. Yes, yep. Obviously, mother-daughter. We actually haven't had that many mother-daughter combinations on The Amazing Race, even though a huge mother-daughter pair from the very first season, uh, Nancy right. and Emily. But I don't think there's been that many after that, if any at all. But again, we're not the t Amazing Race experts. <laughs> no, we're gonna get. Made, I was gonna say you might want to shut your mouth. We're gonna get made fun of here. Yeah, there's been one every season, David. <laughs> all right. <laughs> My bad. Um, all right. Uh, next up, um, I'm thinking for a guy-guy team, we got to go uh, John Rich and Lil John. That'd be a great team. They were like they that. work really well together. They were buddies. I I can see them doing well. My girl team, it would be, uh, and I'm blanking on the guy's name. But Marley Matlin and her interpreter, because I loved her interpreter on her season. Jack, he was he was great. Yeah. No, yeah, we can we can have them be a team. I think we also need to get Pierce uh, on it. I would almost want to see Pierce with Trace Atkins. Oh God, that would be a <laughs> that would be a funny team. And uh, all right. Would anyone agree to do it with Gary Busey? Like, Gary Busey and me? Oh. Jeez. 
Meatloaf and Gary Busey. No. Um, no, here I got it. Gary Busey and Lou Ferrigno. Oh, of course. I think that'd be a, a spectacular team. <laughs> you know they're going to give it, you know, 110%. Always. Yeah. Um, so I'm really thinking... I'm really thinking Dennis Rodman needs a partner, and I, for some reason, yeah. the name Stephen Baldwin keeps popping up whenever I think of a partner for Dennis Rodman. No, I think we need to get Rodman and Amorosa. I think Rodman is the only one laid back enough to just let Amorosa do whatever the heck she wants, and that way we can still have our Pierce-Amorosa rivalry. That's fair. Because you fair. know they wouldn't do it on the same team, so we have to, we have to get them... Stephen Baldwin could literally do it with anyone. I was going to say, who are we going to put Stephen with? Who's another uh, big standout character we want to see on The Amazing Race? That's what I'm trying to think of. Um, I'm pulling up his season right here. Penn and Stephen. I would love to see Penn and Stephen. I could also see um, Paul Tuttle and Stephen. Really? I don't think Paul Paul's the amazing race material we're looking for here. I mean, if you want if you want the older couple, I mean, wouldn't it be funny though? Okay, maybe not Paul and Stephen, but Paul and like Vincent Pastore. <laughs> that would be a horrible team. <laughs> like they'd be they wouldn't even make it to the first pit stop. I was gonna say it would be like a what was it Ryan and Chuck in season seven, the two bikers. They were pretty close, to be fair. <laughs> Like, Vincent would quit halfway through the leg. He'd just stop at a restaurant and... <laughs> yeah, I need, I'm done with this. I need my pastrami. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, uh, who would be teamed up with Mary Lou Henner? D. Snyder. That came out of nowhere. No, I think they, I think they would work well together. Um, you know... D has a little bit more of a laid back, so let Mary Lou take the course. They're both I think they're both in pretty good shape. I could see them doing it. Okay. I'm trying to think of some other uh some other fun pairs. I really like Lil John and John Rich. I think they would be my pick to win. Yeah, they're good. Serious contenders there. Who would we put Clay Aiken with? To be honest, I thought Clay did well with Arsenio. I think those two together. I could also see Clay and George Takei. Nice. I feel like their their back and forth would be really funny. That would be that'd be good. But I think that's good. We got a we got a quite a few teams there. So uh, let us know what you guys think. Who would your, be your uh, Celebrity Apprentice Amazing Race teams? You can. Leave us a comment either on our Facebook page, David and Jeff Survivor Podcast, or uh, on our website, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. Um, Jeff, do you have anything else we're going to be talking about this episode? I can't think of anything. Yeah. Stay tuned for our uh, Survivor Podcast with Billy Garcia. We should be hopefully recording that tomorrow and uh, be getting to that to you as soon as possible. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, if you're wondering, the actual um, we've been trying to do a lot of video podcasts uh, now via Google Hangout, 
So uh, those actually always come up sooner than than the audio. So if you uh, are ever needing to get your fix early, maybe check out the uh, our YouTube page. Uh, I think you type in Real Talk with David and Jeff, and you should come up right away. Um, yeah, you can check us out. It should be there. But yeah, we hopefully will have the audio for that up sometime this weekend. Yes. But uh, Jeff, why don't you also plug our iTunes? Oh, right. We do have an iTunes. I didn't think that was for this podcast, but we put the podcast on there anyway. Uh, yeah. That's at uh, David and Jeff Survivor Podcast. If you hit subscribe, then the podcasts, both for the Survivor and Real Talk with David and Jeff, show up on your computer every week. And you can even use the podcast app on your iPhone, which means you can listen to us on the go. Yeah, wherever you need to go, we're there for you. When the rain starts to fall. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. We'll hopefully be back uh, with this podcast in two weeks. Uh, next week we will not be doing Real Talk. But stay tuned and uh, let us know uh, what you guys think on our website, Facebook page, or uh, even leave us a comment on iTunes. But thank you guys so much. Goodbye. Bye.